Welcome to another episode of the Phantom Fantasy Football Podcast. As always, it's your host, Brandon. And on today's episode, we are just going to talk about some of the rule changes that are up and coming in the NFL. And I'm going to give you my favorite tools to do pre-draft fantasy football analysis and just fantasy football analysis in general for all the league managers out there. I'm going to give you guys some of my favorite tools that I've discovered um some free some paid it's truly up to you what you want to do i think that any fantasy football player can get away with not paying for any rankings or services but i'm not gonna lie i have used some of them and i have found them to be helpful at times and other times not so helpful regardless of that if you are a football savant you don't really need to pay for the product because you have an idea and you know ball but for those of us that don't always know ball it's nice to have that extra assistance and just some guidelines to help us have success in our leagues um as always fantasy football still has that lottery element to it and that's okay because um it's just always evolving and we just have to be able to understand the nuances of the game and where the production is coming from, who are the best teams, et cetera, et cetera, and the coaches even that are going to give their teams the best opportunities to have players put up statistics accordingly. So without further ado, we're going to get in this episode. First, we'll talk about what happened at the owners meeting, anything interesting, juicy, et cetera, and we will dive into the fantasy football tools that I like to use the most. I'm going to hit the intro, and I'll see you on the other side. All right, as usual, the owners had their meeting. Um, this year I had it in the Twin Cities, actually. Kind of funny. Um, my neck of the woods, although I'm not in the Twin Cities in particular. However, um, looking at probably the most interesting rule change that occurred was um, putting the ball in play after a fair catch. So after a fair catch is made, or is awarded as a result of a fair catch interference, the receiving team has the option putting the ball in play either a a fair catch kick, drop kick, place kick without a tee from the spot of the catch, or the succeeding spot after enforcement of any applicable penalties or rule. Third and 10 and 11 slash 4, 3. Well... I think that that's a reference there, so don't quote me on that. Or B, snap from the spot of the catch or uh, the succeeding spot after enforcement of any applicable penalties unless the player on the receiving team makes a fair catch of a free kick behind the receiving team's 25-yard line, in which case the ball will be put in play at the receiving team's 25-yard line. Oh, effect. So one year only puts the ball in play at the receiving team's 25-yard line if there is a fair catch on a free kick, kickoff, and safety kick behind the receiving team's 25-yard line. And the reason is, of course, player safety. This will be interesting. 
um, because it, it definitely it just seems like the NFL owners don't want play teams their teams to be aggressive on special teams and I just then don't put don't put your top players on special teams it is not that hot I'm not trying to say like you know uh, of course there's going to be injuries in football but I'm I don't know I don't like how all the the rule changes and stuff is so this is going to be a one-year thing um if if at all this year I'll I'll believe I'm gonna see how if I like it or not I'm a little timid towards it but I think that the teams that are going to be aggressive on special teams are still going to be aggressive on special teams and try to look for ways to exploit this rule and then the teams that aren't aggressive on special teams they're not going to do anything uh they'll they'll still fair catch it I think it's all going to depend on who your personnel is who you have returning the ball like you're not going to tell me that the Packers with Keyshawn Nixon are going to fair catch majority of the passes. Most of the time, they're going to return it as long as Keyshawn is back there getting it. So it all depends. I mean, same with Atlanta. Cordell Patterson, he's going to go with it most of the time. I think um, obviously he's not as he's not doing it as much as he has been. But I mean, he made a house call last year, so they're going to take it they're going to try to still return it because you can still get better field position by returning kickoffs and things like that but yeah i don't know it's it's weird um then also um they're approving allowing a third string quarterback on the roster um yeah so the potential vote to put the ball on the 25 yard line following a fair catch on a kickoff is now expected to be pushed back until Tuesday which was today so this just went into effect now. Um, let's see. For the fourth consecutive year, proposed alternatives to the onside kick have stalled and no vote is expected. Good. Um, NFL draft in 2025 is being hosted in Green Bay. That'll be interesting. And it's going to be in downtown Detroit next year. Um, that will be interesting as well. Um, NFL owners formally approved streaming the late night Saturday wild card game on Peacock, even though the league basically said they were going to do it anyway, um, because NBC asked for it. So whatever the networks want, the networks get, I guess, um, kind of crappy, uh, for the fans of those teams that need to get a Peacock subscription or just any football fan in general, um, just for that game. So, that could be interesting, but it doesn't really affect, you know, access to fantasy football um, related games. It's more so come time playoff season. Um, I say that the one here, the Thursday night flex scheduling is going to be the one that would affect fantasy football the most in conjunction with the special teams one. Um, it looks like the NFL needs to give a 28 day notice, but um, this is a part of the Thursday night package. Um, to be flexible with a lot of TBD scheduling um, based on a trial basis. Um, it looks like this will only happen between weeks 13 and 17, and each team must, and the teams must get a 28 day notice from the league office. Um, I guess that's not terrible. it's all going to depend on how things kind of hash out towards the end of the season. Um, I I don't like it. It, If I'm a season ticket holder, this is kind of a 
definitely a kick in the teeth. Or if I'm just a fan that's buying tickets for a game that I anticipate is going to be on a Sunday, and then all of a sudden it gets switched over to a Thursday, that could kind of suck for somebody who's just trying to, you know, go to the go to their team's game, especially if it's like a destination thing. So um, outside of that, that is basically all I have in regards to this. And yeah, I don't, I don't hate it. I don't love it either. That is, if that, is that fair to say? I, there's not really a good way around it. Um, we're just kind of stuck with the way that it is and that'll be all right. Um, yeah, so a court, <laughs> okay, the fair catch rule NFL exec Jeff Miller cites higher concussion rates on kickoffs and punts relative to other plays and says unprompted, there will be more to come. There may, oh no, well, there may be more to come. Modeling says that based on this new rule, the return rate will drop from 38% to 31%, dropping concussion uh, rate to 15%. Um man, they really don't want kickoffs anymore. Uh, I think I still think that there's something cool about kickoffs and I hope they don't go away. I think that it's still, um, I still think it's an important thing to just, it's just so cool. Kickoffs, just the excitement around a football game, a kickoff that, that is just that's my one of my favorite things is the kickoff, um, especially if I'm on the kicking team. That was always fun in high school. We can run down and um, crack some skulls, but I get it. It's not necessarily the easiest to justify with the injuries that can happen. But then again, it's football. The injuries are inevitable. Um, it's what makes the game. Um, it stinks, but these guys are getting paid a lot of money and I'm not trying to shy away from player safety. However, if the players wanted to be super safe, then they wouldn't be playing football in the first place. And I would be willing to say as long as that check cashes, those players are willing to play no matter what the danger might be for them um, because that is life-changing money for them and their families. Not saying we shouldn't care. Obviously, looking at what happened to Tua Tagovailoa last year, Scary stuff can happen, but I mean, shoot, <laughs> two is not getting out there on kickoffs. So, um, I all due respect, it's just not necessarily something that I would say is critical. But then again, um, I'm not the expert. <laughs> Neither are some of these owners either. Like, yeah, they own football teams, but they don't know. I wonder how many of these guys are just checking boxes just because they're going along to get along. Um, that's something that I'm curious about with some of these owners, how many of them are thinking for themselves versus how much of them are thinking about their pocketbooks. Um, I think that it is the pocketbook majority of the time. And, um, yeah, this it's, I have a lot of opinions about this, but this is a fantasy football podcast and we are going to get back to just that. Something I wanted to talk about for a while, and I guess I just haven't had an episode to really highlight this, is my favorite tools that I use for fantasy football, um, especially some new tools that I've found that have just came out this year. And I'm always kind of scouring for more 
options. But I'd say that one thing that is good to do is to find an alternative uh, fantasy rankings, especially one for free. And this one gets updated pretty regularly um, by The Ringer. And The Ringer has a decent fantasy football podcast as well. So I'm not shilling uh, other podcasts. I hope you're listening to mine first, selfishly. But uh, they have a great ranking system here. Um, You can go, they they have standard, full PPR, half PPR, dynasty, um rookies and then you can also segregate it by position too so that that could be cool um and it's just a good ranking system so uh fantasyfootball.theringer.com i i think that this ranking system is decent i don't and you can like kind of you can star players i'm pretty sure it just tracks your ip so you can kind of save where you're at if you're putting together a list of players and such and it looks like they have a little uh, profile for each of, well, at least the rookies. And then, yeah, you can break it down by position. So this is the one of the first tools because that's the start to every fantasy football um, projection is, is having a good ranking system. And I especially prefer having one outside of my... Um, outside of my platform's rankings just so I can compare and contrast. Now, there's a lot of paid options you can do as well. So for a redraft, um, popular on the fantasy footballers, um, th- that platform is really good. Um, it's, it's very robust. And if you want to pay for that kind of a platform, I, I don't, I'm not going to say no if you have the money for it. I bought it one season and I'm not, it didn't hurt and it didn't help. Um, it was a really cool tool to play around with. Um, and the fantasy footballers put a lot of work in the ultimate guide. That's what it's called. The ultimate, uh, the ultimate guide. And it's great because it updates during the season and just shows the different impacts of things. Um, I will say that the hosts on the show though, as much football as they watch, they are subject to, um, making mistakes the same way you or I can make mistakes, putting together what we think is our best fantasy football lineup. Um, I don't think that it's necessarily the worst for pre-draft um, to get some additional insights, but I don't think it necessarily helps as much during the season. Um, the podcast is funny. The guys are great there, so I'm not trying to throw shade on them. I just think that for that kind of money, you had if you're spending that kind of money on fantasy football information, you better be like ironclad, proven, tried and true that you are winning your league every year. And I just don't think that their tools are going to necessarily assure that for you. Um, and, and that's just my opinion. I could be completely wrong, but... I still think that fantasy football, there's such an element of, uh, there's still a lottery element in it. And the fantasy footballers can, are proven to also be wrong um, as well. And they'll even admit that. So I appreciate at least that they're forthcoming about that. It's just that it's not my, I just, I can't, the cost sometimes I just can't justify because I feel like you can get that data from listening to their podcast and also you can go find other sources as well 
so there's that. Um, And uh, I think that they're great guys. And I think that they put a really good podcast together. Um, Very family-friendly show. They're part of the reason why I have, I rarely, I I don't swear on this show. And it's mostly because they don't. Because I want to get as many listeners as possible. And I don't want to put some trash out there where I'm just cussing a bunch. Um, And I think a lot of fantasy football creator content creators are similar to that and uh that's that's okay um yeah so that is um that is something that that at least that's my take on the ultimate draft guide from the fantasy footballers and then um i've been um from a dynasty standpoint i do actually like jj zacharyson's uh, rankings that he comes up with and uh his uh his pre-draft um I did um, full disclosure. I did purchase um, JJ Zacharyson's uh, late round, uh, late round prospect his prospect guides, um, and I think that it is a very great piece. I got it for um, the rookies this year, and I don't know if I'm going to get the pre draft guide, but. It is some. It is a great tool. Um, I think that he is one of the best in the business right now, um, just from an overall content and ranking standpoint. I am going to be using a lot of his models and influences in my leagues this year. Full disclosure, um, I'm. It's up to you. I think that if you get it, his stuff when when it's in the pre-order process. I see him with all of these guys. All the even the ultimate draft guide from the fantasy footballers, they do a a pre-launch, a, a pre-order um so you can save some money on it. So if you need help and you know it and you want it, get it early because it's cheaper that way. So um those guys are pretty good as well. Uh, JJ Zacharyson though, I think is superior. And then um Last, and I think definitely the least, we have the pro football uh, focus, guys. Uh, the fantasy pros. Fantasy pros. Apologize. Yeah, so the fantasy pros are great um, if you want to pay for it and input your leagues from multiple platforms so that's just kind of a i don't really like these guys all that much i have a hard time taking them seriously sometimes um they it's yeah i mean the draft wizard is fairly just it's just i don't find what this site what this site gives me from a fantasy football intel and draft intel standpoint to be accurate with what is actually going on amongst um fantasy football leagues um i don't think this platform is worth it unless you're paying for it and i would only use it to sync my league to pay attention to what my league mates are doing and i've actually found a number of free services that can do similar things to fantasy pros so i am not necessarily looking at paying for this there's there's i mean there's a couple of things that might be interesting like some of the dfs stuff but even that i'm not i'm not too interested in um it's just not really my cup of tea uh i i'm not a big fan of their podcast and um i just don't really 
like the platform. I do use it sometimes just to play around with, um, see what's going on, but it's not, I don't find it to be very accurate for me um, personally. And then, yeah, that that's, that's kind of it. So I think I like, so JJ Zacharyson definitely for dynasty stuff. Um, he does have redraft stuff as well, but I think I like the fantasy footballers product better for redraft. Um, and then the ringer for rankings. And then if I want to get really spicy with it and talk to you guys about like campus to Canton leagues or Devi that, uh, look no further than, um, there is a couple of sites here. So campus to Canton, um, flagship for sure for those kinds of leagues and good for just having your college football, college fantasy football analysis and then um for also for cff the cff site is another good one too so um i'll put all these links in the description just so you can see them and uh yeah the campus to canton guys great platform for all things college football essentially um all things college fantasy football on uh chasing the natty with jared who's been on the show and a lot of good articles on this site and they have a subscription as well. They have like four different subscriptions that are fairly reasonably priced. And so I, you, you could go, you couldn't go wrong um, subscribing to these guys, and um, doing uh, following their track because it's good. I think college fantasy football is good to play so that we can get a better gauge of what is happening um, with their current college careers and how that could potentially translate to the NFL. I know that some of the college football guys aren't going to necessarily translate like some of the Maction and Sunbelt uh, Sun, Sun players who put up big stats don't always translate to the NFL, but it's kind of fun to see where the statistics are. And you still get players like B. John Robinson that dominate, even though they're in more competitive conferences. And that's just a great sample size as well for information. Um, another good site, obviously, our friends over at SPGN, Dave Heilman, uh, works over there on the dynasty side, but they have tools as well for people to utilize. And, um, yeah, it's a, it's, it's a decent site, decent articles, good podcasts, good stuff for fantasy football. So shout out to those guys. And then another site that I've always kind of liked, um, it used to be called awesome but now they go by Stoketastic. Um, I don't understand the name it's a little weird to me but these guys have some of the best information when it comes to dfs DraftKings, FanDuel, etc so and they also have some fantasy football stuff so um yeah I, I would recommend these guys in terms of the dfs and they did have a fantasy football show last year i don't know what's going to happen to that but once this once the season starts going up and running, if you want to get some DFS stuff, this is the place to go. They have all that data, and uh, it's it's pretty sweet stuff. Um, it's de- it's not the cheapest, but it's definitely it's definitely some of the best information you can get in regards to um, yeah in regards to this type of uh, if you're into DFS. So. Um, yeah, let's see. Yeah, not not definitely not the cheapest, but 
um, it's it's definitely good content that they put together. So, um, yeah, no no doubt about it. Yeah, and they have a they have an additional fantasy optimizer uh, that you, you can pay for as well. So there's uh there's that. I yeah, only if you have the money, spend it on Stochastic. The same with all of these sites. Don't don't overkill. I, JJ Zacharyson does free promos for his stuff, so listen to his podcast for those. Um, all right, let's get into some of the more free tools. So, uh, one thing that I one platform I found that I really liked. They do a lot of uh, historical um, information on fantasy football and player performances and rankings and stuff, and just a lot of tools. And it is called FF Today, fftoday.com articles, rankings, projections, um, they contests and player information and so it it's a it's a really cool site they have a lot of historical data on here that is definitely great to tap into i'll be using this quite a bit for just overall analysis i'm not sure where these guys are getting it from or what they're doing but it's uh they do a good job and I've been impressed and I've been using some of their historical data just for information on the podcast. And that's, you know, those types of things, those are gems and they're great to find. Another tool that I've really liked, and this is probably my favorite tool that I've found this year. It's a fantasy calculator. So fantasycalc.com. You follow them on Twitter too. Um, right now, so essentially they're getting the API data, uh, from sleeper and essentially what you can do is you can put in your, I had one of my coworkers do this. You can put in the code of your dynasty league or redraft league and you can, um, your, it'll give you an analysis based on the other leagues that have also synced up with fantasy calc to uh show how your team how your league's teams measure up to the whole uh the whole group that have uh, allowed um their league to be tracked by the the fantasy calculator so um yeah there's redraft dynasty and dynasty rookie currently dynasty rankings generated from 836732 um, trades from real fantasy football leagues. Um, this tool is great, and the best part about it is it's free. You can add your league, and uh, it can go through your team and where everybody is sitting on your roster and even your opponent's rosters. So this tool is extremely lucrative, and um, I hope that everybody gets a chance to look at it because I have enjoyed it and you can download stuff into a csv file for all you excel junkies like myself and that is huge um free tools are the best and that's why we're talking about them and then um another one that i found on reddit and i've spoken with this guy is playoff computer uh playoffcomputer.appspot.com you can load your league's information um, this is more so for um, league managers that are interested in trying to 
just kind of predict the outcome of their league. And so it's just a bunch of calculations. You can input your league and everything like that. It, this thing is pretty interesting. And this guy has uh, definitely put his work into um, to be able to implement data from every site. He just reaches out to the site, asks them if he can have access to it. And uh, sometimes the sites just give it to him. So, yeah, it's a really interesting tool. I haven't figured out how to use it personally, but if you're a league manager and you want to play some uh, play some fictional scenarios out in your league that haven't happened yet based on um, past results in your league, this is a cool place to do it. I suppose any league that has history, you can do this. So, um yeah, kind of a kind of a unique tool for sure. Um, like I said, I'm not 100% certain how it works. Hopefully I can have this guy on who made the tool to kind of explain it to us. But yeah, as of uh, right now, I'm not 100% sure. La so then uh, just some other great sites to use just to get player analysis, historical performances. Uh, Profootballreference.com is definitely one of the best places to uh, to get that information. And just if you want to look up the player's career, what's been going on, I think that nobody does the profiles better than Pro Football Reference. And I say that's almost the case for every sport, like NBA. College football depends on the school for them, I've noticed, but it still gives you some halfway decent action on them. I, I still think that... There's better sites for college football, but it's all right. So then um, looking at, if you want to look at depth charts, especially NFL depth charts and even college depth charts, I think that ourlads.com is the best place for that. Ourlads.com slash NFL depth charts slash NCAA depth charts. I think that they do a great job of highlighting what the depth chart is looking like on the NFL teams. Is it accurate? Not 100%, but is it at least like close? Yeah. And you definitely just get the chance to see who is, uh, who's on whose roster and uh, where they kind of fall in relationship to the hierarchy and seniority of where things are with the team. And uh, they also give some, uh, they also give like, the previous team that the player was on, uh, where they are on their current team's depth chart, or where they were drafted um, and when they were drafted. So it's a cool tool. Um, they do a great job keeping it updated, and they just have some. It's just uh, it's just a compile. It's a compilation of stats and names. They also have all of the head coach, offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator, and special teams coordinator right at the top underneath the depth chart. Um, like, So if, say, for example, I'm here. I have Chicago Bears depth chart, and then it has head coach, uh, OC, DC, and special teams. And this stuff is getting updated pretty regularly. I'm looking at it right now, and... Last time this was updated was today at uh, 8.55 Eastern Standard Time. So that's pretty cool that you can see when this stuff has been updated and all the things that go into it. Plus, I'm pretty sure if you wanted to scrape this, 
information into a table on Excel for your own personal whatever you want to do with data, you I, it, it'd be pretty easy. So yeah, that's a cool op option as well. Um, yeah, outside of that, there's not a whole lot else I really prepared to talk about. Um, I've been honing in and focusing on my rookie draft this week, which I have tomorrow night. So uh, wish me luck, uh, thoughts and prayers. I hope that I um, hope that I do everybody proud and I just wanted to kind of share some of the tools that I've been using for that leading up to it, which would include the the uh, the Ultimate Draft Guide by from JJ Zacharyson in conjunction with conversations I've been having with the um, with Dave Heilman from SPGN uh, and conversations I've had with Jared from uh, Chasing the Natty. So hopefully I can uh, do you all proud. I think I have a good plan. I have some, I'm, I'm really in the middle of the draft here. I, I made some pretty sweet trades to get myself five rookie picks. And I look forward to telling you all about that experience because this is actually my first rookie draft. So um, yeah, just despite having a fantasy football podcast, I've never done a rookie draft before. So this is going to be new, but it'll be exciting at the same time. And I'm looking forward to getting together with my league mates and uh, just having a having a fun little three-round rookie draft, and I'll let you all know what happened in the next episode. And uh, yeah, I just thank you everybody for listening. We're going to continue bringing you episodes this summer. Um, it's Memorial Day weekend this weekend, so everybody please enjoy that. Hope the weather's nice wherever you're listening. Um, I'm enjoying it here in Minnesota for sure. And yeah, it. I'm just going to go out and enjoy it some more. So Hope you all have a great weekend and we will see you on the next episode. Peace.